Hello, and welcome to Prusa Live number six. Uh, I'm here as always with uh, Joseph Prusa, uh, Nicholas Sousa, and later on, we will be bringing in uh, Brain Duffy from the Launch Sound Project. Um, so uh, we had a, a short uh, little break there while while Mickey got to go on vacation, um, which was good for him, and, and we're all very happy about that. Uh, but now we're back, and we're excited to be here with you. Uh, and we're going to kick it off, as always, with uh, our Prusa Printers Picks of the Week. Uh, what do you got for us there, Mickey? I have a print from the competition, the Recycle Prusa Spool competition. It's by awesome. Fretzlund. And it's this still print in progress, amazing storage box where you can stack as many spools on top of each other. And it has a, I, you can, okay, here you can kind of see there is this springy thing that is printed too. So when you pull on one of the, uh, you know, drawers, it just retracts back, back in place on its own. So yeah, I think it's super sweet. It's printed from Edgy, and also this one is actually waste mode with 0.6 millimeter nozzle. And uh, Fretzlund uploaded uh, G codes to Prusa printers, so I didn't even bother slicing it. I just printed whatever he put there. Super nice, super awesome. Oh, yeah. That's really great. I, I've been eyeing that up and totally want to give one of those a, a try. Um, they are, are very cool. I, I, I purposely avoided the stuff from the competition because, again, I wasn't sure quite where we were with, with yeah, judging, although it sounds like we're going to announce some of the winners today. Yes, um, we will. Yeah. And so I, I didn't want to show any favoritism, but that, that definitely was a, a super cool project. Uh, what, what do you have, Joe? So, uh, because of the recent events, uh, I mean, the SpaceX uh, successful landing and our host, I wanted to uh, print this week something uh, space themed. And unfortunately, we don't have much, uh, much SpaceX stuff on the Prusa printer. So if uh, you guys are designing something, please upload it. But I picked a lunar map uh, from the far side. It's Moscovians, uh, I bet that <laughs> I pronounced it very badly, but it is uh, on Prusa printers from Karsten. So, and this is from the Pearl Mouse, and it makes very nice shine. It's the perfect filament for it. It's just so nice. Yeah, so I mean, pretty. Don't you just just wish to print the whole moon like that? I mean, like three meter diameter or something. Yeah, that would be epic. That would. They they. I mean, there is the the moon model out there that a lot of people print and turn into lampshades and things, and that would that would be very cool. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, it with with as much as we love space within this company, like so many of us are are into you know rockets and space and things like that. Maybe we should consider that as one of the the future Bruce printer contests. So, oh yeah. You know, trying to trying to get space models. Like if we want more SpaceX stuff, there's an easy way to get more SpaceX stuff. We just have it as another competition. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we, we could maybe we could send it to space the print actually you know yeah uh, in the bay for the cube sets or something yeah yeah send a send a, a a print to space in in a CubeSat. that would be perfect <laughs> uh yeah so uh i was was trying to come up with something to print uh yesterday and uh reached out to my buddies tom and chris and said, hey, do you guys have any inspirations? And they tossed out some ideas. And Tom put something out, I think a little bit of it was a joke, but I actually thought it was it was kind of fun, but also semi-useful, uh, which is this print in place. The, the baskets print separately, but the mechanism here is a, is a print in place uh, bug catcher. It's a little stiff right now because it just came off the printer, uh, but you can you can squeeze it and it snaps forward and closes the basket uh, right onto a bug. Uh, and you can catch bugs, which is kind of useful so that every time my wife sees a spider around the house, I don't have to go running to go get it. She could snap it up herself. Fun. Might be useful in Australia, where everything wants to kill you. Yes, where everything wants to kill you. I'll, I'll send one to Billy. Um, so, yes. Uh, but I, I love print-in-place mechanisms anyways, and this one is, is really good. I actually did a... Uh, a backup one also, and it's a little bit smoother, but I'd already started sticking the, the baskets onto this one when that one got done. Um, but this is in uh, 
royal blue, uh, which is just a fantastic color, and uh, galaxy black, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Some people in the stream are having problems. Others are saying that it's running phenom phenomenal for them. So I guess that's just YouTube if it's running good for some and bad for the others. Yeah, it the it looks like it crashed out for me again too. Yeah, try guys try refreshing if it's if it's not running for you and let us know if it's better. Yeah. Nicolas, Nicolas, if it's not running for them, they will not hear you to, that you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. But yeah. chat seems to keep working, so maybe put it in the chat that <laughs> a refresh. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wrote to chat to try, um, yeah, refreshing, but yeah, yes, they're saying it's back to normal. I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, we we can only hope. So, yeah. uh, speaking of Prusa printers and speaking of competitions, uh, we just finished up. We just finished up a competition, right? And uh, I think Mickey, like, I'm I'm so excited because I'm completely in the in the dark here. But like, who are our winners? Who won? So this time the winners were not picked by uh, the usual guys, the, you know, Joe and the content team and all of us who watch over Prusa printers. But because it was a Prusa Mant com competition, the, the guys from Prusa Mant picked them. So That's awesome. it, I was in the blind too. I didn't know who won uh, up until today, but now we know. So uh, do we start? I guess we start from the third place, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hype it up uh, a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to share screen. So this is one of the two third places. They gave two third places they couldn't decide. Come on, guys. So this, this is... This was definitely a good one. This is so good. So it's a ventilator, uh, you know, just standing a uh, fan that you can print. But oh my god, is it so fun! I love that <laughs> that he uses knob to regulate uh, the RPM. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. And he even used the the cardboard core, the the middle, which I right. think is really like smart. That's good thinking, dude. So yeah, and that's and I got I gotta say, like you look at that, and unless you know, like. It looks like a desk fan, right? Like it doesn't look out of place yeah. or like crazy or anything else. Like that is, it, it was a great job, and yeah, that is that is a great product. <laughs> it's really great. And I, yeah, I the the name Prusa Event, like that's awesome. That's, <laughs> that's so good. Yes. Yeah, so they picked two uh, fur places. So this is. And I gotta uh, say, if these are coming in third place, like I'm so excited to see who won. Okay, so coming up, this is another one of those third places. This is also really cool. So yeah, it's called Prusa Mint oh. Connect, which is I love the play name with maybe Prusa yeah. Connect. That, yeah, that is the one I showed in the last stream. Right? Yeah, that but was yeah, that it, was Joe's pr print of the week last last time. It yeah. seemed it's to evolve. Yeah, yeah, that he, is yeah. He kept working on it. Imakina. So, oh Good yeah. Job. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah that is nice really support. great. Yeah, so you can just make pretty much any shape or shelf out of this. But I love that as he's adding on to it, it's becoming like almost like an ecosystem of like, you know, you can start to make any kind of shape out of it and, and continue. Yeah. Oh. We, uh, yeah, we, we gave it to, to the one print, but these two that he uploaded are really interconnected. So yeah, they. they... I mean, for, for the spools, I love the designs, which uh, you can, it, it doesn't matter how many you have, uh, that you can always add to it, uh, and it's still mm, useful. Yeah. Course. I mean, if you if you print a lot, you cannot have a thousand fans in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but... coming up, I guess at second place. Yes, runner up. Runner up, wait for it, and it's the lamp. Ooh, Ooh nice. <laughs> By oh, Leonid. That, that is sleek. Yeah. yeah, so it's really futuristic looking. And the uh, other, like, really obviously spent some time making these, like, instructions and infographics. 
yeah, that that like breakout diagram of how assembly goes and everything like that is that it really takes it to another. Oh, look because, at that. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes people post instructions and things like that. And like, you know, things are obvious how to put to put them together. But the exploded diagram really, really does make it a lot easier. Yeah. Mm. Good job, Leonid. Yeah. And I like that there's there's different like there's different caps that you can put on the yeah, to yeah. around. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, yeah, great job. So this is the second place, and for the big finale, again picked by the the Prussian guys, and I think they uh, must really like ducks, if you already know what it is by this hint. And it is. A storage system for tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, if you if you have a dog, you can screw this to uh, to your fence or something, and uh, it can dispense. I think he even has a video here. Can the I mean, dog dispense it? It depends on how smart your dog is. <laughs> let's oh. let's not do that music. Uh, let's not get a uh, <laughs> copyright strike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like the videos how it was designed, and Dogo is helping. That's yeah. nice. Dogo helping. <laughs> oh my god, my Boldego! Is he? Are, are you in the chat, my man? Camel. If you're in the chat, just let us know because you just won. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that is the winner. But I think, Joe, you were talking about about another print that you really liked, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I decided that I want to have uh, one more outside uh, for summit. <laughs> uh, it is actually the one uh, Mikolas was showing. So, right? Yes. So, Fretzlund, you are a special prize. Big by Joe Prusha. He he liked your friend so much that yeah, you just want to print her. You good luck. Good good job. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is it is so nice. And I mean, as you keep printing, you can. I mean, yeah, makers we never have enough storage space. Mm -hmm. So this is very useful. And I like the use of the lace mold and the printed springs and the efficient use of plastic. Because if you're upcycling something, you shouldn't be uh, using that much plastic yeah. for so something as simple as this. So I'm a big fan of this. That yeah. is definitely, I mean, uh, I, I would love to maybe post it even on the, on the, on the Prusament uh, page. Yeah, as it's, a tip. it's great. I can, you can just leave the G codes loaded uh, in your printer. And when you're not printing and you have one more empty spool, you can just run them and you have yeah. another level of storage. And if you have the ends of spools, you don't, you wouldn't use otherwise for print. This is perfect. Right. And, you know, they're perfect size drawers for, for organizing small parts. Like I have lots of, of little different size screws and, and things like that. And being able to have a, a whole uh, rotating collection of those where I can organize all my screws it would be be super nice so i definitely see a bunch of those in, in my future too so, um so congrats to winners we yeah. also have uh the oh. like system so the top five who had the most likes at the time when the competition ended uh they will also they also won i think i believe it's a it's a 50 dollar voucher don't don't quote me on that uh i am just opening them i will go through them very quickly right now but i think it is this uh, storing machine. Oh my god, go away, Zoom. Then the <laughs> laptop riser. Ooh. An arcade box from the from Very... the Brusheman box. Oh. That was also yeah, well, also allowed. By the way, shout out to Rage's I I see you uploading models all the time and I really like them. Mm -hmm. Good job. Uh then it's yeah. the, the master spool adapter. And oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then it's the foosball from the from the Prushaman box. Yeah. <laughs> that one was super cute. Yeah. So good job everyone. Uh we will contact you. We will also release a full article about the winners like we always do. But since we already knew the winners, we thought we would announce it on the stream too. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, congratulations to all our winners. Like this, this contest was super inspiring how much you guys came through on this and, and just did so, so many like crazy inventive and outrageous things with the spools and with the boxes. And, you know, it, it, it was really fun. It was really great. I, I did not think that this one was going to go as well as it did. I mean, I, there was potential, but this just really, really well, it just blew my mind with some of I these, love that so. we have a lot of the authors in, in the in the comments. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good job everyone. Yeah. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed this competition. It was yeah. very creative. Definitely something in in the future we should consider consider revisiting because uh yeah. You know, when when we're when we're starting to think like, uh, what do we do? You know, in a couple of years for another competition, like <laughs> bringing this one back around because, uh, yeah, I think I think we really got some amazing stuff out there, and you know, we all print a lot, so <laughs> you got to do something with those spools. Yeah, so there is uh, now there's... very nice database of uh, things that you can do with your empty spools, and the collection uh, always stays under the Prusa Research profile. So that's where all the entries are. So you can revisit it anytime. Right. All right. Well, that was wonderful. Um, so let's pull in our guest and continue on with the show. Um, so everyone, I would like to introduce uh, Braden Duffy. He will be joining us in a second. Braden. Hello. Hello. Uh, and Braden is a third year. Third year, right? Correct. Uh, student at uh, the Florida Institute of Technology um, mm -hmm. and is part of the Launch Sound team. Um, and why don't you explain to us real quick, Braden, uh, what that is? So a Launch Sound, it is a instrumentation that my, well, a tool, sorry, that my team and I have developed um, for studying hurricanes. And there's our first uh, prototype there on the screen there. So basically, it has a custom instrumentation package um, inside the middle section that my team and I developed completely from scratch. And when we launch it into a storm, say a hurricane off the coast, uh, we can collect atmospheric data from that storm, such as uh, wind speed, humidity, a whole bunch of other uh, parameters. That, that's right, guys. If 3D printing wasn't cool enough, these guys are launching rockets into hurricanes <laughs> with 3D printing. Like, <laughs> when I found out about this project, I was like, yes, we need this on. <laughs> this needs to happen. Um, yeah, this is this is super cool. And, you know, having having lived in Florida, uh, I totally understand why this is a thing, too. Um, so so what all are you guys trying to achieve with uh, with the launch on project? So inside of a hurricane, there's a boundary called the ocean atmosphere interface. That's essentially the top 100 meters of the atmosphere and the bottom 100 meters, sorry, bottom 100 meters of the atmosphere, top 100 meters of the ocean. Um, so if you kind of draw a line, there's a nice region there. And through our research, we found that that area isn't well understood. Uh, there's not a lot of research going into, you know, how a hurricane affects the top layers of the water, how it the lower atmosphere really works inside of it. We have a whole bunch of satellite imagery, the NOAA drop sons, they gather a lot of good information, but that that interface is unknown. So we theorize that that interface could uh, be a catalyst for rapid intensification or you know, a whole bunch of other hurricane parameters. So if we drop some sensors into it, and hopefully if we catch it during a rapid intens intensification event, we can see what the correlation is and better assist meteorologists in both predicting and modeling uh, hurricane behavior. Very cool. Uh, and, you know, the, the more data that, that we have and the more we understand about these things, the, you know, the more we can help save lives and, and decrease property damage and everything else, which is, you know, really great. Um, why did you guys choose uh, 3D printing versus like traditional like you know cardboard model rockets? Like where where did that decision come from? Well, there the first reason is we, there's a lot of novelty that goes into it. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's in the model rocket community, there's not a lot of 3D printing being done. Uh, I know there's some models up on Thingiverse uh, which kind of has inspired everything. Um, but then the other reason is the ease of manufacturing. Uh, when you have to build a cardboard rocket. 
Um, you know, you have to start with a body tube, then you got to cut out the fins, then you got to glue the fins on there. And there's a whole assembly process. With 3D printing, I click a few buttons on the printer and within eight to 13 hours, I have a rocket. And that rocket is, you know, it, it'll function. That's awesome. So there's a lot of, the ease of manufacturing is very important. And then on top of that, there's also the rapid prototyping. You know, 3D, 3D printing is, you know, it's claim to fame as being able to rapidly iterate through. And we have six images here of our six different major variations. And we were able to do that in a few months because of 3D printing. We were able to go through all of our different major variations and eventually hone in on a design that will fly perfectly every time, which so. Yeah, it's, it's, and it fits on the build plate just, just like that, right? Like one, one build sorry, plate? One build, build plate is the rocket? Correct. And we've That's actually nice. tested it. We can we can print two rockets simultaneously using a nice. That's awesome. I'd, I'd imagine that the repeatability is also a big factor there too. Like, you know, I used to build model rockets as a kid and, you know, you accidentally glue a fin on slightly wrong. And the next thing you know, you know, instead of going straight up the things, you know, heading towards someone's house. Um, yep. And here, you know, you, you have a, a lot less likely chance of screwing something up because every time the printer is going to be producing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, um, the launch song you have posted there, we that was our from our last major launch regimen we did. We printed seven of those, and all seven flew pretty much exactly the same. So the yeah. and then another reason for three D printing is it also scales incredibly well. So if we were to go into say a production where we're where we need to produce thousands of these, we get a little print factory like what you guys have set up, and that's not an issue producing that many launch songs. Yeah. So uh, if I may ask, uh, so in our country or i would say pretty similar ground there is not much tradition of, of building rockets or toy rockets or model rockets uh and if we if we would be i mean crazy enough to try to uh build yours could we get some useful data around here if we if we don't have hurricanes um entirely possible so our instrumentation can be used for normal storms you know obviously we're designing it for hurricanes but a hurricane, when you think about it, is just a really strong thunderstorm. So it, you can all you can launch it into anything. You can even use it as a normal sounding rocket and just get you know the atmospheric data um, on a normal day. So there's really a lot of possibilities for it. Nicholas, I think we have a project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's gonna go boom boom. I like it already. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder what the the regulations are about shipping like Estes rocket engines internationally yeah, are yes. uh, I, 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 I think we will be able to get it here <laughs> I, I, I said uh, as, as you mentioned that Matt, that you were building uh, rockets as a kid uh, it, it is not that big uh, around here or I don't know of any any friends doing it definitely right. there's someone but it's more uh, we do mostly uh, planes and gliders around here yeah yeah that that's why I was wondering if you did if you didn't have a big tradition for it there. I, that's why I was wondering if if it was going to require me to be sending you guys en engines to be able to <laughs> to actually get these things off the ground. So get, get a smuggling yeah. ring for SD's engines. Going yeah, on. yeah, exactly. Yeah. What 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 size engine are you guys using? Out of curiosity, um, unfortunately, I cannot disclose okay. that. That's All right, okay. not a problem. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So this, yeah, this is this is still a project in progress and and you know potentially a commercial project. So. Uh, right. Braden's Braden's some share, sharing as much inside information with us as he as he can. Do you yeah, recover the rocket to, um, to get the data, or are you are you sending them wirelessly somehow? Um, we're sending it, sending it wirelessly. Um, I can't tell you how, but it's over a yeah. radio link to a ground station. Oh, cool. So, so cool. we we will be beta testing for you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Uh, how many rockets have you guys launched so far? Uh, I believe we're we're approaching thirty wow. now between all the variations. Um, the most recent one, the Block Three A, I think we've launched six or seven of those now. So when we when we go back and our testing ground um, should be open open now. So when we go back to it, uh, we'll be really picking up the pace and getting as much uh, data as we can. So we'll probably we'll probably. If I had to guess, be approaching 50 plus by the end of this year. 
very cool. Uh, did did you guys launch any into the the? I'm not even gonna try to butcher the name of it, but the the hurricane that just went by. Um, we tried. Uh, unfortunately, we had an issue with waterproofing the ground station, so couldn't yeah. couldn't get any <laughs> instrumentation into it. Uh, that makes sense. But the the nice thing is, hurricanes tend to follow the same path, and Isaias or ECAS, however it's pronounced. Um, it was on a direct track to hit where we would, where our launch area usually is. So we're hoping that another hurricane of low strength will come by on the same path and we'll be able to launch into it. Yeah. So, and, and you guys are like basically in, in Rocketville too, like not only hurricane, hurricane territory, mm -hmm. but uh, you said you're in Melbourne, Florida, which is, you know, not, not that far from uh, uh, the space center there. Correct. I mean, I have, uh, I have a whole bunch of really awesome pictures of Falcon 9s and uh, Delta 4s. And oh, all the cool I envy you so out. much. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we saw, we, we saw a SpaceX launch when we were there for uh, Maker Faire. Right, Nicholas? Yeah, yeah we a, saw it in October. Oh, my God. One of the highlights of the, of the whole trip. I, yeah, I, that was, I think that was Starlink. Yeah, yeah, it was Starlink. I, I annoy everyone I meet with how i saw the rocket launch and how awesome it was oh that's super that's super fun something i had a thought about is that that drones are now a great platform for taking videos of rocket launches yeah yeah so this this is one of my favorite videos right here i'm absolutely love this one so you can see that's my entire team standing around it and this rocket that's launching um i think this one was about 160 meters apogee so I, it it just went up and you can see it was perfectly straight. It was a beautiful flight. I've updated and VLC and it's not having a good time. Uh, are the buddies reusable? They are. Um, they're not designed to be, but we have reused several of the engine sections and the upper sections, upper sections as well. Yeah, but I guess I mean the uh, the the price of the filament is just so low that you don't have to risk it. I guess. Correct. I, th I think it's uh, five dollars and fifty cents to print each one of these rockets. <laughs> wow! <laughs> we need to tell that to Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I don't think that uh, he could use uh, PLA or PPG, unfortunately. Yeah, it probably needs a little some higher grade. Oh yeah, but... it's a, it's a nice boom. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So here are some of the bloopers. We got um, we had one bad batch of engines and unfortunately caused three consecutive failures. Ouch. Uh, so that was, we, we reviewed our safety procedures. And then right here too, you see I'm, I'm in the orange shirt standing way too close. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is way too close. So, yeah. Yeah, so we had a ground station malfunction. So I had to get real close to it. And I was, yeah, that was scary. But this, this one was interesting because it flew perfectly horizontal. It didn't go, it, it kind of went, with a cruise missile trajectory, which we found hilarious because <laughs> it goes up and then takes yeah. a perfect 90 and goes about 200 meters down range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, we found uh, that. I think that was in a bush or something, a long, long ways down range. So, <laughs> so are you are you printing these in PLA or PETG and are you having any problems with, with melting or anything like that? Or, or it, does heat not really an issue? Um, we, we're doing them in PLA, and we do have some issues with warping. Um, so right right around the engine casing, um, there there is significant warping. But again, these are designed to be disposable, so the it doesn't really perfect a performance at all, and it's kind of it's not really an issue. So it's it's mainly um, if we want to reuse them that we have to take into take that into consideration. Yeah. Uh, and what software do you use to design the rockets? I know that you, you had mentioned a, a couple different things. Yeah, so we use um, Autodesk Inventor for the actual 3D modeling. And then, of course, Prusa Slicer to slice everything up for the printer. And then we do a lot of our validation on what's called Open Rocket. It's an open source rocket simulator. Um, that basically you put in um, your shape parameters. You know, you have your fins here, you have your body shape like this. And then it'll spit out, you know, a whole bunch of parameters, um, how, st how theoretically stable your rocket is, 
um, what a theoretical apogee is, what you know, all the different flight parameters. So we use that for validation. Yeah, I and I think that's really, really useful little tip out mm -hmm. there for anyone who's like a, a budding rocket scientist, right? That there's this piece of software out there that they can they can start testing their rockets before they they've got to go out and you know see how they really fly. And uh, I I find that really fascinating. Yeah. So it's um, the first the first two variants we made we did not use the open rocket. <laughs> and um, if you play uh, video one, you'll probably see how that went. <laughs> um, but it, all, all of those, all of those rockets, um, they didn't exactly fly very great. So then um, we brought on another team member who's more familiar with everything. And, um, he, he introduced us to actually validating the design before we launch. Is it this one? Yeah. So let's see. Again, standing way too close, but at least I got a shield this time. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it explodes right there on the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's got some some problems. Yeah. So that's what you do if you don't validate your design, everyone. <laughs> um, I I've seen I've seen quite a few rockets, hand built rockets with with that same kind of flight pattern. Yep. But we learned, we've analyzed all the video, we learned from it and kept on moving forward. So Yeah, that's great. So other than using like open rocket, do you have any suggestions out there for anyone who who's like, you know what, I want to get into 3D printed rockets? Like, you know, I've already either been into the rocket hobby before or, you know, this is something that sounds super cool and I, I want to make 3D printed rockets. Is there is there anything that, that you suggest? Yeah, number one is safety is a priority. Do not be like me and stand back close to those <laughs> things. Um, especially when they explode. Um, we have we have had very close calls. And with cardboard, it's not that big a deal. You know, they, it weighs a few grams. If it hits you, it hits you. Um, our rockets are significantly heavier. And we, we have had very close calls when they've exploded. So safety is number one priority. Always make sure that you're a safe distance away. Because um, it's... They are much more dangerous when they're that heavy. Uh, but the the other thing is, just have fun with it. You know, make sure that your designs work, and just keep on keep on printing and building and flying. You know, the all the materials for it are really cheap. Um, you know, fill it's five dollars to print the entire thing. It's not exactly the most expensive thing in the world. So you can go through, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty of them, and just have you know a great time with it. You can have third iterations a month. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if, if you want to tweak one of the one of the really nice things is we had to tweak some weight and balances and all that was was adjusting the infill on some of the prints. Uh, are, are you using the modifier meshes? Yes, we are. That is nice. Yes, um, Prusa Slicer has been very kind to us. So I, I uh. I swear yeah. by Prusa Slicer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this is the this is a thing which many people don't realize. You can make uh, you can make the model. Uh, I don't know if you in US have the toys. It, it is like a small figurine with ball bottom. It always writes itself up. We will wobble. That is by the weight distribution, and you could you could do that, and or you could do a pill shape. And it would be completely, uh, it, it would look solid, but the, all the weight would be just on one side and it would always write, write itself. So that is also a nice trick about the modifier meshes a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it is really fantastic. There's a lot of very helpful tools in there. So very, very appreciative of that piece of software. Yeah, and you know, as we were chatting, you had mentioned uh, your your school had some other printers that you guys were, were printing these on but uh it quickly became that your mark three was the the default uh the default rocket uh printer yeah so we we the campus has a print lab so you know we took it over to them and you know we said hey here's the files can you print a few of these for us and they tried it on five different printers and they couldn't get it to work none of them is it i don't know what was wrong with it but none of them would print so Eventually, we said, okay, well, we'll just use mine. And we've never never had an issue. I bought my Mark III about two years ago, 
and we've printed all all of our rockets on that and i don't i think we've had maybe one print failure you know in, in that entire testing uh period but never had never had an issue with it yeah um, and didn't, didn't you say your advisor now wants to to pick up a couple bruises for for yep yeah <laughs> yep yeah. I've, got, I've convinced him he's bought one now i'm trying to convince him to get um one or two more that is nice uh, we are we are getting uh we, we are getting close to eradicate the the lead time scan so yeah. even 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 through through these times we managed to increase the production again and the new building is looking good so we should good. have yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, my advisor was a he was a little irate about the lead time but i just i told him it's 100 worth the wait <laughs> so where he's he's on board with it he's real excited yeah we are we are we are living in the uh, in the time of instant gratification <laughs> so <laughs> yeah next yeah. day delivery and stuff like that so i know it's i know it's difficult <laughs> i'm covid is has thrown us all for a loop on that like we've gotten used to to everything that we want as soon as we want it and suddenly you know amazon things that took two days take a week and you know everything else in the world is delayed so it's just it's the times that we're living in yeah why why can't i have my mark three amazon prime to my house guys <laughs> i want it in two days yeah i mean if you are fine with it being 40 percent more expensive <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah uh do you guys have any more any more questions for Braden? Is there uh, any site or any social media platform where we can follow follow you? I know it's kind of tricky where you can share 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 everything, but um, unfortunately, not at the moment. Um, the last time I shared a few things, I got a lot in a lot of trouble for that. So fair enough. Um, I'm work I'm working to try and get um, either my lab's YouTube channel or our Twitter to. Uh, at least post some minor things that we can share, like yeah. you know some of the launch videos. Uh, but it, as of right now, there's nothing. Okay. Hey, hey. Well, if you guys ever get there, let us know, and we'd be be more than happy to share it with our our viewers, and you know they can they can follow along at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it was great having you, and we really appreciate it. But uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna let you go now and move on to our our Q and A section. All right, sounds good. Good all meeting right. you all, and thanks, thanks for, for having us. me on. Yeah, thanks. Yep. Bye. Bye. Uh, actually, I forgot. We before we move on to Q and A, we actually have some, oh, yeah. some updates on on the mini, right? Yeah, there's been new firmware fresh from the oven like two hours ago. What is it, Joe? Something like that. Yeah. Habla español. Lubite chesky. My name is Joseph. <laughs> can speak multiple languages. Wonderful. It took us much longer than, than we <laughs> to implement full UTF-8, but it's happening. Yeah. So we had hinted we had hinted about this uh, a, a little while back, but it's it's out now. Four point two is is out, and uh, there are tons of languages in there. So. If you're not a, a native English or, or Czech speaker, um, that's okay. There's a good yeah. chance that, that your language is in. in Nicholas, did you do it in Czech on purpose for the English stream? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's we're like, come on, we're Czechs. You have to promote your country, right? No, we also go into, into French for a bit. I wanted to show the, the, the glyphs, the diacritics. That's what took the devs quite a bit of time. And oh, it yeah. is actually UT UTF-8, so it's not switching to some different uh, set of characters for the Czech or French or any language yeah. that uses uses uh, diacritics. It is it is all UTF-8. Yeah, yeah we had to make custom font for it. Yeah, and hands drawn. Yeah, yeah, so this 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 screen you can see it. There's a yeah, lot of translations in there. And it's yeah. it's it's even sometimes tricky for uh, the translators because you're you don't have unlimited space, so you can see that all the buttons are just full of characters trying to <laughs> cram it in there. And especially if languages like uh, German looking at you, 
<laughs> no spaces <laughs> in words, really long words. It can be it can be a bit difficult. Yeah, and now is now you know uh, there are still some tweaks we want to do. As you can see on uh, you could see on the top uh, the 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 sections. Yeah, Calib Prem. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it will be it will be full length in next version, which will be scrolling. So hopefully, hopefully we will uh, we will make it as smooth as possible. But I'm pretty satisfied with this. Yeah, it's not very common for such a machine to have like full translations like this. I haven't seen that very much. I mean, I can't wait the, the dev guys uh, when I tell them that I want Japanese and Korean. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Sugoi, hi. Yeah, there's also some minor uh, tweaks here and there. So, for example, uh, the the tune menu. We wanted to go it uh, that it should go all the way up to eleven, not ten. But uh, the devs didn't, <laughs> didn't let it go. Uh, well, the devs dev didn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. At, at the moment, ten is the is the top. But we we need to do eleven, uh, right? I, I I am completely up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there are so the if you are using post print in Prusa Slicer, uh, if you use it and you're printing from the USB flash drive, it will work uh, perfectly now. Not if you're using OctoPrint or some print uh, over a host. So uh, do not try that. It works only on USB flash drive at the moment. Uh, the devs are still looking if they can make it work with OctoPrint and uh, do it and other other. Uh, ways to print from the printer. Yeah, but don't forget that the 4.3 is coming uh, in the beta on NRC3 quite shortly because the guys were working basically on the two firmware simultaneously. Yeah. So it will be it will be rather quick. I think. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think next week there should be beta. Maybe. That's maybe. You know, I don't. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Someone in the chat is offering to help with the Chinese translation. So hey, here we go. We already have the text. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, and that that really is is kind of a highlight of the community, right? Is you know we have we have such such a diverse user base uh, across the world that um, it really is great that we can we can get help from our community everywhere. But you know, just just this option of being able to, to switch the printer potentially into your native language. Um, is really something that we think we can do to, to help the community too. So, um, yeah. you know, so things are more clear. There is one. There is one note I wanted to say when I when I released it on, on Twitter, a lot of people offered uh, for us to do the translation into their languages, and we are definitely looking into that. But uh, just give us some time before we find out how to do it. It will. I'm thinking about marking it as a community translation. There is uh, there is one thing that we uh, we did the languages we can do the the support uh, by ourselves in-house uh, because uh, we have people speaking these languages uh, but if we if we have uh, if we have the uh, language we don't support officially we might not be able to to help out with uh, with the screenshots sent in or something like that so that would be that would be quite difficult uh, but there, there is a uh, what we will have quite soon, uh, which might alleviate this problem, is that we will have the QR codes uh, when the error is happening. So you can you can scan it, and the errors are then coded. So that will that will make it that will make it much easier for us to support other languages. That's super cool. Uh, Microsoft actually has a really good like uh, uh, community-based translation tool um, that. We could potentially look at for for doing crowdsourced community translations. Um, so yeah, uh, is is that that it for four two? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, yeah, that is that is really really great. Um, so we have time for Q and A, and hopefully this time we we won't run into uh uh technical issues like don't we, say like it we did last time. <laughs> uh, uh, you're jinxing it. yeah no i know i know uh try trying to plan in the q a time and you know hopefully hopefully this one will work um so uh jonathan fam asked uh on twitter uh 
do we have any plans for a palette-like feature for the MMU2 uh, where you can uh, apply color directly in Slicer, kind of like the paint-on-support features demonstrated in Prusa Live 3? Yeah, uh, so that is, uh, that is the plan. It is a little bit longer term uh, because I think uh, it will, uh, so 2.3 will introduce these features. We actually agreed that we, will, we should have the paint on seam, which is a thing I, I also wanted that for will a be long awesome. time yeah. for, for years, that basically you will be also able to paint on the object where the seam will be. Because I mean, the automatic options will never be as uh, as smart as a human brain yet. Uh, but of course, as we have UI, then uh, then we can do it, and we will be probably doing it in the uh, in the two D in into in the two D slices. So we could do some some quite uh, nice stuff. But it is definitely in the pipeline. But we don't have date yet. Speaking yeah, I, of the Prusa Slicer, uh, when will the next version be released? Is probably the most popular question in the chat. I so uh, yeah. I, I spoke with I spoke with Wojtek today, and it should be uh, the the first versions for the public. It should be in September. So September ish, right? Yeah. 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 There are some now. Even the Oh, guys from the Prusa Slicer team. Uh, guys go on vacation, so uh, they yeah. don't, they don't want to push uh, any any hard hard hardcore date to make it as fast as possible. Give me a second. I just found out why my laptop isn't charging, and that is, I just see that my extension cord is not plugged in the wall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it include three supports? No, it it does not. But but they are on the list. We will get to it eventually. Yeah, as soon as I saw the the paint on support option, you know, I kind of oh, I was there. kind of guessing that there. oh oh no, such a face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was kind of uh, you know guessing that that the paint on colors for MMU would would be yeah. down the the road, and you know that there be other things uh, to be able to use that for. So it's it's really uh, great. Yeah, the the UI, it but it was pretty tough from what oh, I yeah. understand. And because I mean, if you have uh, meshes which are very dense, it is quite easy. You are just selecting the you are just selecting the triangles. But uh, if you have something which is uh, pretty crude or low low polygon, it, it it is quite difficult because you need to you need to divide the the triangles into smaller yeah. ones in real time, and it can be very taxing. Yeah. Which is usually the case with all parts from like Fusion 360 or other kits, right? Because big, big flat surfaces where the cat just goes. So I don't need triangles for this. Two triangles, there's your rectangle, and yeah, that's a problem. Uh, Do you so uh, I've I've seen a couple questions in the 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 chat here, and uh, Chris Russell actually had uh, had a point here and he says that and you kind of mentioned something about this earlier um, but he says he's been hearing from friends that have ordered that uh, they are receiving products earlier than the current projected production schedule uh, and it seems like lead times are coming down um, how far away are we from one to two week lead times on all printers uh, so it is <clears throat> I, I can say it like in, in general. Uh, because of the parts availability, but I think I think we are now close to four. But it's always uh, the, it, it depends on the color you order, because uh, some days, you know, or you know that the black ones are not made uh, all the time. So uh, it is difficult to say something like that because people will quote me on that. But by the end of the summer, uh, I mean the the August, I think we should be pretty close to. Uh, one two weeks that's awesome uh it's it's nice to see that that coming down maybe we will have them in stock <laughs> oh but but you know what happens i mean when, <laughs> the, when the lead times go, goes down yeah. uh people people who were waiting just jump on it and we have lead time again so right it, it is like waves uh, yeah, it's always hard sorry go ahead 
it, it's always hard to estimate those things because yeah as soon as we say that the lead times are down joe's absolutely right people will will jump onto it and things could go back up so uh but it sounds sound like production capacity is going up and you know we're doing uh, what we can to bring those definitely, down uh, definitely be smart and order before black friday <laughs> <laughs> yeah very good point Abu Musa had a sort of connected question to this. He's asking if he orders Mark III yes now, if he will be able to upgrade to uh, the next printer in the line. And yes, you will be able to. So yes, we do that all the time. Yeah, uh, that is kind of our our thing. We don't like we don't like uh, the the printers to go unused or thrown away. So I mean, I would say it is kind of version of upcycling the printers, the upgrades. So uh, the, the, there, there's one, one project we are working on uh, for, for the very old printers uh, uh, that we want to make uh, some projects, how to reuse the parts for something else. If it's not good enough for, for the printer, you know, uh, give a guide how to program the old, uh, old Rambos from, from the MK zeros and stuff. Because it is basically Arduino with, uh, with drivers and inputs and stuff like that. So you can do some quite cool stuff. So we would like to work on that. But yes, definitely uh, all the printers we have now, you will be able to upgrade. That sounds fun. Being able to, to use your old printer for, for more things. Yeah, I mean, imagine how uh, the, the piles of the of the old Chinese printers, which uh, which sit in the corner in the basement, the, the motors uh, and the, the electronic boards should be uh, should be possible to use for something else. Yeah. Uh, Jay Kinch asks, is it possible that you will open a US based print farm or a small version of the main production facility in the near future five years? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> near, near future, five years. That's yeah. That's I not mean, near future. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's part of that's part of what I laughed about is like five years is. is I mean, a long I mean, time the, in this company. The, the, the Prusa research is around for eight years, and I would say the five for five years. The last ones are the the the, the uphill uh, trend. So I mean, short term is kind of our whole our whole history so in five years we have no idea what's going to happen but we are, <laughs> we, we, we are still eyeing the 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 u.s presence but i'm i don't think it, it was i don't think something will happen in next year because of the current situation yeah i consider considering the fact that travel between uh europe and america is entirely shut off right now um i i don't see it happening anytime soon um until covid gets you know settled yeah hopefully right yes hopefully yeah, uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't believe i would say that but i i kind of miss flying yeah <laughs> from time to time yeah i i would like to go someplace i yeah my 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 passport is expiring and i can't even get a new passport here in the u.s right now and so that's uh that's tricky so they've shut down all the passport offices unless it's an emergency. Great. So uh, do we have any other questions out there in the, the, the chat? I'm going to look myself too. Uh, someone was asking for updates on the Excel now. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah, if, if you want updates on the Excel, go, go watch uh, Prusa Live 1. Um, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I, I see. I see the farm software, so it is uh, it is uh, slowly happening that we are getting close to having internal data for for other people around offices, and then then I guess invitation beta for for outside people, and then in beta. So. Yeah. Someone is asking, when is Wi-Fi coming to the Mini? Um, I'll let you answer this question, but I do want to also interject in there that because I've seen a lot of questions about this. Um, you can pretty cheaply get an adapter called a bridge, and you can bridge between the Ethernet adapter to Wi-Fi. If, you're, if you're, uh, your Mini is too far away to plug it into actual Ethernet, 
um, you can you can get one of these adapters for like thirty bucks maybe, and you can. Well, I have heard. Your... I ever heard about it. It makes so much sense. So it's just Ethernet to Wi-Fi adapter, basically. Yeah, it's an Ethernet to Wi-Fi adapter. I can. Uh, uh, oh, after, cool. After the, yeah, after the stream, I'll post the device that I use uh, up on on Twitter. Um, because yeah, the the one that I use is really nice because I can use it, either use it as a bridge or I can use it as a travel access point. So like if I take it someplace oh. and want to want to add Wi-Fi in a hotel room or something like that, I can just yeah. reconfigure as an access. Yeah, point. the Chopi Hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's you so have true. your access point in your room. Yeah, that's nice. yeah. If you have if you have Ethernet in your in your ho in your hotel room and then you add this, then you can have your own. They are your own almost your own always unsecured. Where if you have to pay for the right. Wi-Fi, the Ethernet is almost always free. I always right. carry an Ethernet cable, and it's so funny how they never care yeah. about it. Yeah, and and this little device, like it's like smaller than a cell phone. It's it's like the size of a pack of cards or something like that. So it's it's. Uh, Mik Mikolas can answer that question, right? Yeah, uh, the power panic uh, and uh, Wi-Fi capability, uh, which are I think the two things that. Uh, are not there yet from the which are the main main things that we want to really do. Uh, Power Panic first, uh, September ish. Hard hard to tell with. Uh, it's it's in the backlog of what the devs are working on, but maybe some feature will take shorter time and it will be sooner. Maybe there there will be some problems and it will take a little bit longer. And yeah yeah Wi-Fi after that. Uh, might be a little bit tricky, so yeah. But power panic first, and that should be September-ish, something like that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we are not as efficient as as normally, as uh, a lot of us are at the home offices, and uh, the inside communication inside the company is not as uh, not as fast as usual. <laughs> you know, because we, we, I mean, the meeting in person is you you cannot beat that. Uh, Julius uh, had a good point here. Uh, they asked, "Did you already talk about the new filament?" Uh, that's actually something really interesting to bring up that that I can't believe we skipped. But oh we've yeah, launched, yeah, we've launched two new colors of prusament just in like the past week. Yes, and they're awesome. Uh, yeah, that they're... pistachio that pistachio green is just I'm in yeah. love. Yeah, they are they are a little bit different. So they are both uh, PETGs. And uh, I can go and grab them right now, but just to show you something right away. Oh my god, Twitter, what are you doing to me? Did you get hacked? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, can I go to my profile, please? Okay, yeah. Um, almost there, sharing screen. So these are the two, two colors. They're really, I, I really like them. They are not so vibrant, so they are pastel colors. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the pistachio green, and terracotta red, I think. Terracotta white, terracotta light, yeah, terracotta light. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And those those are both petchies. Like you, like you said, uh, and yeah, start of a kind of a new line of, of more pastel colors. Um, yeah, I I'm always a sucker for a green filament, and that pistachio is is awesome. Yeah, it's very mm -hmm. nice. It makes me want ice cream. <laughs> oh, damn! Thank you. It's ten it's ten p.m. here, and now I cannot get out and get pistachio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. See, maybe delivery. No, no delivery. Not a, oh, I mean, it will not be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that being said, um, it is 10 p.m. your time, which makes it 4 p.m. my time, which also means we are at the end of our stream for this week. Um, so uh, I want to thank everyone for, for joining us. Uh, I especially want to thank Braden for, for coming on and being our guest this week. Uh, and hey, from everyone here at Prusa, uh, keep printing, stay safe, and have a great week. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Bye.